So this episode, I'm covering the very important topic of helping our children overcome negativity. Now, I mean this in two ways. The negativity from our kids when we ask them to do something, when we're looking for some cooperation, but also the negativity in the form of the thought patterns our children may have about themselves or their abilities. Stay tuned to learn all about this really important topic. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. My favorite thing about Armoire is all the different style and occasion options from casual to athleisure to night out, work formal, work casual, a total of eight different occasions, three weather options, and 11 categories, including accessories, outerwear, and blazers, just to name a few. With Armoire, you can always have something new to wear without the hassle and closet clutter. You know the feeling. You open your closet, it's full, but you have quite literally nothing to wear. You're bored with everything in there. Enter Armoire. Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothes for every occasion. Whether you're planning your outfit for date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for a black tie event, you will be the best-dressed person in the room. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off the first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash parenting. That's armoire.style. A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash parenting to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to the Your Village podcast, Parenting Beyond Discipline. Your Village is the most comprehensive site for evidence-based parenting classes available on demand at yourvillageonline.com. Our 50 plus classes give parents the foundation, steps, and tools for creating strong, healthy relationships with their children, resulting in responsible, cooperative, happy, and successful children and families. My goal is to help parents support their children in finding and reaching their own unique potential. The podcast is a place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your village founder and your host, Erin Royer. Hello, everyone. So this episode, I'm covering the very important topic of helping our children overcome negativity. Now, I mean this in two ways. The negativity from our kids when we ask them to do something, when we're looking for some cooperation, but also the negativity in the form of the thought patterns our children may have about themselves or their abilities. And I often get questions about both of these, and believe it or not, they're actually related, and it has to do with the psychology of the negative and how we process it. So parents, 
Of course, we want our kids to be cooperative. It makes life easier for everyone, but we often do things in ways that actually can invite more opposition. So I'm going to start with this, and then I'll get into how to help kids overcome the negative thought patterns that I know all of us as adults are definitely familiar with. I can't do this. This is too hard. I'm not good at this. Then also get those questions from parents who are saddened and heartbroken by their child's self-negativity, their self-sabotaging thoughts and beliefs about themselves and their abilities. And we adults know this all too well. I can't do this. This is too hard. I'm not good at this. I suck at X, whatever. So first, it helps to understand that the human brain has a very difficult time comprehending the negative. Some will say the human brain cannot comprehend the negative, but I think that's a bit far-fetched. We obviously can understand the negative, hear the positive, and turn it around 180 degrees. But here's the example used by psychologists when testing this. Don't think of a dog. So it's pretty much impossible when someone tells you not to think about something to not think about it, right? Don't think about your ex-boyfriend. Don't think about your ex-girlfriend. Don't think about that thing that's really bothering you. What are you going to think about? That thing that's bothering you. And that's for the adult brain. So think of a child's brain. What do we often tell them? Don't get lost. Don't forget to call me when you get there. Don't forget your homework. Stop jumping. Stop yelling. Stop running. Stop annoying your sister. Stop teasing the dog. I could go on and on. How many statements or commands do we give throughout the day that are negative versus stated in a positive manner? I would bet it's much more negative than positive. We often tell them what not to do rather than what to do. Why? Well, it takes an effort on our part to think of the opposite and state it in the positive. A child who's running, what's our automatic response? Stop running. Stop teasing the dog because they're teasing the dog, right? We want them to stop what they are doing. And it takes mindfulness to think of what we want and state that instead, Walk, please. Call me when you get there. Please be nice to the dog. Please play with the dog in this way. We often say don't forget because they have a habit of forgetting, but stating it as a negative actually only reinforces the very thing we are trying to avoid. So rather than don't put the cup down, hold onto your cup. You tell a toddler to not do something and they will invariably do that exact thing, not because they're trying to be contrary, but because they really are thinking it over. You say, don't put the cup down and their little mind will start processing. You can see it. You can see them thinking, but all they can grasp is that part about put the cup down and the don't gets completely lost. And the next thing you know, they're putting the cup down because that's what they heard. Then the adult gets frustrated I told you not to put the cup down. Why would you put the cup down after I just told you not to? Meanwhile, the toddler is confused and even hurt and then may become resentful because they thought they were following directions and now they're getting yelled at. Their person is upset with them. And they're like, what did I do? Regardless of age, it is so much easier to comprehend and then do what we're asked rather than the opposite of what we're asked not to do. So even with a friend or a partner or a coworker, a boss or a subordinate, focus on the positive. 
Can you please X? Will you please? This is also why positive reinforcement works so well. Thank you for walking. Thank you for talking quietly. That was very thoughtful. Thank you for listening the first time. That was very helpful. It lets people know what we want them to do. It's behaviors we like to see. And since we're commenting on their current behavior and then the labeling it, it also feels nice and they want more of that. They also start to see themselves as the person who is thoughtful and responsive. So think about it. Try it. Make note of it throughout the day. So when you're giving commands or asking your children to do something or adults too, You want to catch yourself when you hear yourself saying something in the negative or even in the positive. Be like, oh, hey, I just did that in the positive. Yay me. But when you hear yourself in the negative, don't spill that. Don't break that. We're literally telling them to spill that or break that. As soon as we say don't focus on this thing, the person focuses on that very thing. And this is a very well-known principle in psychology. Even if you do say it in the negative, you can correct yourself. Don't spill that. I mean, please move your water glass away from your arm. Please put your glass down gently. This will begin to retrain your brain to state things in the positive. So the next time, or maybe the time after that, you may just say right off the bat, please move your glass away from your arm. Or walk, please, instead of don't run. You can train yourself and your child to focus on the positive. So that's the other positive part of this. It not just retrains your brain, to state things in the positive and focus on what you want instead of what you don't, it also helps your child learn this very same skill. So believe it or not, this will absolutely carry over into self-talk that we and our kids give themselves and ourselves because it's the way we see the world. It's where we focus. Instead of focusing on what we don't want, we want to focus on what we do want, and that actually helps their brain change that focus, and ours too. When it comes to the negativity or the negative self-talk, it's important to also be aware that part of this does come from an inborn personality trait. It's the personality trait known as mood type. There are three types, generally happy, generally serious, and generally realistic are also sometimes referred to as negative. A child or adult who naturally falls more towards the generally happy category will have an easier time adopting a more positive can-do attitude. But that doesn't mean a child or adult with a more realistic mindset cannot adopt a more positive can-do attitude as well. And let's be honest, there are lots of other things that will shape the outlook we have from our parents and teachers, friends, and life experiences, all of which can be faced, questioned, and overcome with practice. But just so you have an idea of what the difference is and how to help a child who is more realistic work towards a more positive outlook, and then I'm going to specifically talk about helping kids, and adults too, because we can all work on this, overcome the negative self-talk and beliefs. But I really want to drive this home because if you have a child who tends to go right to the, I can't do this, this is too hard, this sucks, I'm terrible, I'm terrible at everything, it isn't something innately wrong with your child. Just knowing like, okay, my child obviously has more of the realistic mood type, this is someplace where he or she struggles, this is a place where I need to help him or her, 
And especially if you happen to be more of the generally happy. So when we talk about temperament with parents and kids, especially, you know, we already come to the world as our own temperament type. We come into the world and we've had this temperament for our entire lives. And chances are we've probably not really been challenged on it or or pushed to grow on it because our parents didn't know anything about this. And so if we tend to be generally happy or we tend to be a pretty active person and then we have a child who's generally realistic mood type or is has a lower end of activity level or is more sensitive emotionally and we're less sensitive emotionally, it can really cause more conflict between parent and child because the parent doesn't understand like, why is my child so negative? Why is my child just want to sit around all the time? Why is my child so sensitive about these things? Well, it's part of who they are. And so understanding these temperaments is really important, especially the way it plays off of our own, understanding our own, understanding our child, where we cross over, where we don't, and then how we can help each other kind of meet in the middle. So I'm going to break these down. Generally happy kids make friends easily. They may act happy even when they're sad, and they might not know how to act when really serious things happen. So if you think about that and you're a more realistic person, and you have a child who doesn't know when to act serious, and they're always being kind of silly and happy even when things aren't so happy, you're like, what is wrong with my kid? Why are they smiling and laughing when we just gave them some really hard news, right? They don't know how to act. Generally realistic child might have trouble keeping friends. They may become more easily sad or frustrated and can be more realistic or negative about things. So you're on the opposite end of that. You're more happy. You're like, gosh, they're just, you know, so gloom and doom. They're so Eeyore. Why is my child so Eeyore? They're more realistic. So understanding that so that you can work with that really can help bring more understanding. So as you can see, although our belief systems might lead us to believe that the generally happy mood type is the easier one to deal with, is the quote unquote better one, there are positives and negatives to each trait. And one is not necessarily better than the other. I'm going to talk about things that you can do to help a child with a more realistic mood type start to see the world in a more positive light. And then also get into the things that we can do to help kids both prevent and overcome those negative self-talk, the self-sabotaging, right after a word from our sponsors. To me, there is nothing more important than my family's health and well-being. We all know the quality of the air in our home is important. But did you know indoor air quality can be up to 100 times dirtier than outdoor air? I've got to tell you about Puro Air. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Puro Air uses a stronger filter called a HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. In laboratory studies, users saw noticeably cleaner air in just 30 minutes. When it comes to babies and children, there's nothing worse than dealing with a cranky baby or child who can't sleep because of congestion. Air purifiers can help reduce congestion and improve immune system function to fight those winter colds and flus. I use my Puro Air purifiers to clean the air in my home, especially in our bedrooms while we sleep. It has a quiet, relaxing hum and cleans the air from pet dander, allergens, viruses, dust, mold, odors, and contaminants. It has four levels, low, medium, high, and sleep. 
and four different timer options so you can customize it to your home and your needs. Check out Puro Air at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Puro Air is the only air filter that uses a HIPAA 14 filter. That's getpuroair.com. Hey, Parenting Beyond Discipline listeners, ready to create a home that fosters love, warmth, and style? Look no further than Home Threads, your partner in crafting a nurturing environment. At HomeThreads.com, explore a thoughtfully curated collection of furniture designed for families who believe in positive parenting. From cozy reading nooks to durable playroom essentials, our pieces are crafted to enhance your parenting journey. Home Threads has an incredible selection of furniture, decor, and accessories like throw pillows, blankets to snuggle under for family movie nights or reading time that helps you create the warm, cozy home that is the foundation for happy family memories. I love all the great pieces I've gotten from Home Threads to finish the look in my home. Gorgeous yet durable and cozy accent throw pillows, blankets, and some really cute wall decor. I have an ocean theme throughout my downstairs, so I got a couple of really great wall pieces to finish that look. And some picture frames for the family photos. Visit homethreads.com parenting today and get a code for 15% off your order. That's homethreads.com parenting parenting to get your code for 15% off your order because great parenting deserves a great home. Home Threads. Love where you live. Now that we're back, I'm going to cover some tips for helping children who have a more realistic or negative mood or mindset to become more positive, have a more positive outlook, as well as how we can help our children both prevent and then overcome negative self-talk, the self-sabotaging thoughts and talk that we can sometimes hear. If you have a child who tends to be more realistic, here are some things that you can do for him or her. You want to talk about her positives, happy things in her life. You can tell him when you see him enjoying activities and being happy. Point it out. You are so having so much fun with your friend. I love to see that. Let her know that you appreciate her. Because sometimes kids who tend to be more pessimistic, they think they kind of bring everybody down. Let your child know you appreciate him or her. You want to share family stories with happy endings. You can involve her in playgroups and encourage friendships with many children so that they get more exposure to many children and can really kind of find who they connect with. You want to give some notice before outings to discourage negative reactions. So you want to talk about it the day before or a few hours before. We're going to go do X today. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to be exciting about it. Here's what's fun about it. Here's what I'm looking forward to. Allow everyone to share good things that happened that day during a meal or before bedtime. You can ask him to tell you about something fun that he did that day. You want to find books where characters solve problems with a positive attitude, such as the dot. What do you do with a problem? What do you do with an idea? You want to ask the teacher to assist your child in developing friendships. Encourage your child to play games without complaining about fairness. So you want to play games with your child, and if they start complaining, you can point it out. Hey, did you notice that you're complaining about the fairness of the game? And you can talk about luck and fairness and all those things. You want to participate with your child in some fun activities. Just find something really fun and simple and easy playing under the sprinkler, splashing in a pool, sliding down the slide, just something that's fun and light and you can enjoy. 
And then avoid television and shows and movies with sad themes and unhappy endings. So first, we're going to talk about prevention because the best way to overcome is to make it as minimal as possible in the first place. So the first thing is, like I shared in the beginning of this episode, you want to give directions in the positive as much as possible because this helps create a mindset of positivity, focusing on the positive, not on the negative. The second thing is to use encouragement, which I actually covered in depth a few episodes ago, episode 302. So you might want to go back and listen to that one. I also gave a couple examples earlier in this episode. This is where we describe the behavior and label it. So when I said, thank you for walking or thank you for talking quietly, that was so helpful or that was so responsible. That's encouragement. Encouragement lets kids know the behavior we like to see, but it also lets them know the character traits that are positive. So they soon see themselves as these character traits. They embody them, kind, helpful, independent, responsible, courageous, tenacious. So once they begin to see themselves as tenacious, responsible, etc., they do more and more things that embody those traits. They think, I am independent. I can do this myself. I am tenacious. I can figure this out. This is the embodiment of the growth mindset. Also, growth mindset is that failures or less than perfection don't define me. This is an attitude. It's a way of seeing the world. It's a way of showing up. It's an opportunity to problem solve and overcome a challenge. So when they have these belief systems about themselves, that they are tenacious, that they're independent, it's much easier to embrace a growth mindset and act and react accordingly. This is what prevents a lot of the negative self-talk. Because if you have a growth mindset, you're not going to start putting yourself down for the most part. Because even so, obviously, we're all going to have tough days, right? We're all going to have struggles. We do it as adults, even when we know we shouldn't, you know, put ourselves down. We know better. We know how to problem solve and move forward. We're going to have those days where we're just like, nothing's going right. This isn't working for me. You know, I even said the other day in front of my kids, I'm an idiot, which I realized I should not say in front of my kids. But I don't know if they've ever heard me say that before, but I had done something really stupid and I was really frustrated with myself and I'm like, I'm an idiot. But, and I then corrected myself and I said, I don't really think that you guys don't say that about yourself, but I had just done something stupid, but we all do that. So we still need to help them overcome that when it does sneak in because it, it does and it will. And if you have a child who's already struggling with this, obviously you're going to want to know how do I help them? Like I'm hearing this from my child. I don't like it. I don't like that they feel badly about themselves or they don't feel positive about their traits or their abilities. So how do we help them? Okay. So we want to first differentiate the negative self-talk versus negative task talk. Negative task talk is about the task. This is difficult. This is hard, right? But the negative self-talk, and I'll talk about both, but the negative self-talk is, I'm stupid. I'm never going to get it. I suck at math. That's negative self-talk. So we can confront both of these. We can help them with both of these. This problem is hard. I can't get it. Or I'm struggling with this. Or this is too hard. You can help them with both of these. But you want to know that there is a difference. So if you hear a child saying, this is really hard. I don't know how to do this. That's not necessarily putting themselves down. So it is a different thought process. We still want to help them overcome that. 
I can tell you're really frustrated with this problem. I know this can get really confusing. It happens to everyone. Let's see how I can help you. Where are you getting stuck? And then when you hear the negative self-talk that I'm stupid, I'm an idiot, I'm never going to get this, I suck at math, I'm terrible at this, you want to turn this around. You want to give empathy for where the child is first, right? You look really frustrated, just like we said with the first one. That must be really hard. Then you're going to give a specific, concrete example of a previous success. Remember a couple weeks ago when you really struggled with that math problem, but you figured it out and now you've got it. I know math is hard for some people, but you can get it. And then number three, you're going to work on skill building. Let's work on every other problem together. Do what you can, and then I can help you finish up the part you're struggling with. It's the parent helping the child break the task down and get through the problem. Then you can talk about the negative self-talk too. I understand it's frustrating. I understand you're feeling overwhelmed, but I want to make sure that you understand that you're very smart. And we're going to and then you can talk about more of those examples, right? Examples where they've gotten things and even areas where they may really excel. You know, everybody struggles with something and everybody's really good at something. This is just something you struggle with. It doesn't make you stupid. It makes you human. And so that's where we need to problem solve and learn the skills and give ourselves credit for learning and moving forward. So as we help our children break down the tasks, break down into smaller goals, and then we're going to help them come up against that negative self-talk about, you know, I'm stupid, or I just can't get math, or I'm just terrible at math, or whatever it is that they're struggling with. You're going to help them come up against that. You know, when a parent hears a child say something like, I'm ugly, that's a tough one. That's a tough one to come up against, because, you know, of course, we're going to tell our kids, you're beautiful, or you're this, or you're that, or you've got beautiful eyes, or you've got, you know, you're going to try to negate that. But for a child who really struggles with their body image, this is something that's really hard for parents to be able to overcome. And so if you really have a child who's struggling with that, this is where you may want to bring in someone who's got a professional background in this area. Because there's a lot of people who are absolutely beautiful, who just somehow manage to focus in on the one thing about them that's imperfect. And we're all imperfect. And I got to tell you, you know, as you probably all know, if there's something about us that's imperfect, it's probably the thing that gives us character anyway. It's the thing that like makes us stand out and it may be very beautiful to someone else. So really helping them overcome that negativity about their looks is something you may need to pull in someone from the outside to help them work on or any of these areas if it's just gotten really bad or over, um, over the top and where it, just you kind of helping them through it and they're just still not getting it or they're still just really hard on themselves. Time to start with a school counselor, move to some private therapy if you need to, to really help them overcome a negative mindset because obviously that's going to really hinder them in life. So we want to make sure we get that turned around. I have several classes that can also help out. I've got classes on self-esteem, which is a really important part of this, right? When we have good self-esteem, we're not going to beat ourselves up nearly so much. We might, we know we're not perfect. We might slip a little bit, but if we have good, solid self-esteem, we feel good about ourselves, our abilities, our capabilities, there's really going to be minimal negative self-talk. So there's two classes on self-esteem, one for kids zero to five, one for five plus, all the things that you can do to help them feel really capable and resilient 
Of course, the class on growth mindset is also a really great class that can help with this. And then of course, you know, I always say this, but it's the foundation to everything is the positive discipline. So all the discipline classes really help build a strong foundation of connection and communication, which is also extremely important to um, a basic strong concept of self and self-esteem. So, and of course there's 60 classes on the website at yourvillageonline.com, which covers pretty much everything you could possibly need or imagine for parenting. Thanks for listening and see you next week. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.